name is Isaac, <coughs> and today I will be reading Heroes of Olympus, The Lost Hero. Chapter 17, Piper. So this is, I'm continuing a chapter that I read previously. So as a little recap, they are in a store with a lady that doesn't seem very nice. And she's uh, holding Jason and Leo in some kind of trance. <clears throat> but without further ado, let's get on with the chapter. See, as far as the east as a Greek god ship could sail, a Greek ship could sail in those days. But Colus is no more. Lost aeons ago. Aeons? Piper asked. The princess looked no more than fifty, but had a bad feeling. But a bad feeling started settling over Piper. Something King Boreas mentioned back in Quebec. How old are you? A princess laughed. The princess laughed. A lady should avoid asking or answering that question. Let's just say the um, immigration process to entry to enter the country took quite a while. My patron finally brought me through. She made all this possible. The princess swept her hand across the department store. Piper's mouth tasted like metal. Your patron? Oh yes. She doesn't bring just anyone though. Mind you. Only those who have special talents, such as me. And really, she insists on so little. A store entrance that must be underground so she can um, monitor my clientele. And a favor, now and then, in exchange for a new life? Really, it's the best bargain I've made in centuries. Run, Piper thought. I, we have to get out of here. But before she could get through her words through, Jason called, Hey, check it out! From a rack label... Distressed clothing. He held up a purple t-shirt like the one he'd wore on the school field trip, except this shirt looked like it had been clawed by tigers. Jason frowned. Why does this look so familiar? Jason, it's like yours, Piper said. Now we really have to leave. But she wasn't sure if she, he could even hear her anymore through the princess's enchantment. Nonsense, the princess said. The boys aren't done, are you boys? Ah, uh, yes, my dear. Those shirts are very popular. Trade-ins from previous customers. It suits you. Leo picked up an orange camp half-blood tee with a hole through the middle, as if it had been hit by a javelin. Next to that was a dented bronze breastplate pitted with corazon acid, maybe? And a Roman toga slashed pieces and stained with something that looked disturbingly like dried blood. Your Highness, Piper said, trying to control her nerves, why don't you tell the boys how you betrayed your family? I'm sure they'd like to hear that story. Her words didn't have any effect on the princess, but the boys turned, suddenly interested. More story? Leo asked. I like more story, Jason agreed. The princess, the princess flashed Piper an irritated look. Oh, no one will do... Oh, one will do strange things for love, Piper. You should know that. I fell for that young hero. In fact, your mother... Besides, your mother, Aphrodite, had me under a spell. If it wasn't for her... But I can't hold a grudge against a goddess, can I? The princess's tone made her mean and clear. I can take it out on you. But that hero took you with him when he fled Colchis. Colchis, Piper remembered. Didn't he, your highness? He married you just as he promised. The look on the princess's eyes made Piper want to apologize, but she didn't back down. At first, her highness admitted, it seemed he would keep his word, but even after I helped him steal my father's treasure, he still needed my help. As we fled, my brother's fleet came after us. 
His warships overtook us. He would have been, he would have destroyed us, but I convinced my brother to come aboard, aboard our ship first and talk under a flag of truce. He trusted me. And you killed your own brother, Piper said. The horrible story all coming back to her, along with a name, an infamous, an infamous name that began with the letter M. What? Jason stared. For a moment, he almost looked like himself. Killed your own... No. The princess snapped. The, those stories are lies. It was my new husband and his men who killed my brother, though they couldn't have done it without my deception. They threw his body into the sea, and the pursuing fleet had to stop and search for it so they could give my brother a proper, proper burial. This gave us time to get away. All this I did for my husband, and he forgot our bargain. He betrayed me in the end. Jason still looked uncomfortable. What did he do? The princess held the sliced-up toga against Jason's chest, as if measuring him for an assassination. Did you know the boy, the story, my boy? You, of all people, should know. You were named after him. Jason, Piper said. The original Jason. But then you're... You should be dead, the princess smiled. As I said, a new life in a new country. Certainly, I made mistakes. I turned my back on my own people. I was called a traitor, a thief, a liar, a murderess. But I acted out of love. She turned to the boys and gave them a pitiful look, batting her eyelashes. Piper couldn't feel the sorcery, could feel the sorcery washing over them, taking control more firmly than ever. Wouldn't you do the same if you loved someone, my dears? Oh, sure, Jason said. Okay, said Leo. Guys, Piper ground her teeth in frustration. Don't you see who she is? Don't you... Let's continue, shall we? The princess said breezily. I believe you wanted to talk about the price for the storm spirits and your satyr. Leo got distracted on the second floor with the appliances. No way, he said. Is that an armored forge? Before Piper could stalk him, he hopped off the escalator and ran over to a big oval oven, oven that looked like a barbecue on steroids. When they caught up with him, the princess said, You have good taste. This is the H2000 designed by Hephaestus himself, hot enough to melt celestial bronze or imperial gold. Jason flinched as if he recognized that term. Imperial gold? The princess nodded. Yes, my dear. Like that weapon so cleverly concealed in your pocket. To be properly forged, imperial gold has to be consecrated in the Temple of Jupiter on Capitol Hill in Rome. Capitoline Hill in Rome. Quite a powerful and rare metal, but like the, o like the Roman emperors, quite volate. Be sure never to break that blade. She smiled pleasantly. Rome was after my time, of course, but I do hear stories. And now, over here, this golden throne is one of my finest luxury items. Hephaestus made it as a punishment for his mother, Hera. Sit in it, and you'll be immediately trapped. Leo apparently took this as an order. He began walking towards it in a trance. Leo, don't! Piper warned. He blinked. How much for both? On the seat. On the seat, I could let you have it for five great deeds. The forge, seven years of servitude... And only for a bit of, and for only a bit of your strength, she held Leo into the appliance section, giving him prices on various items. Piper didn't want to leave him alone there, but she had to try reasoning with Jason. She pulled him aside and slapped him across the face. Ow, he muttered sleepily. What was that for? Snap out of it, Piper hissed. What do you mean? She's charm speaking you. Can't you feel it? He knitted his eyes, his eyebrows. She seems okay. She's not okay. You, she shouldn't be alive. She was married to Jason, the other Jason, 3,000 years ago. Remember that? what Berea said? Something about the souls no longer being confided to Hades? It's not just monsters who can 
can't stay dead. She's come back from the underworld. Jason shook his head uneasily. She's not a ghost. No, she's worse. She's... Children. The princess was back with Leo in tow. If you please, we will see what we came for. That is what you want, yes? Piper had to choke back a scream. She was tempted to pull out her dagger and take it... Take on this witch herself, but she didn't like her chances. Not in the middle of her highness's department store while her friends were under a spell. Piper couldn't even be sure they'd take her side in a fight. She had to figure out a better plan. They took the escalator down to the basement of the fount to the base of the fountain. For the the first time, Piper noticed two lar- bronze large sundials, each about a size of a trampoline, inlaid on the marble tile floor to the north and south of the fountain. They gilded oversized canary canary cages stood to the east and west, and the furthest one held the storm spirits. They were so densely packed, spinning around like a super-concentrated tornado, that Piper couldn't tell how many there were. Dozens, at least. Hey, Leo said. Coach Hedge looks okay. He ran to the nearest canary cage. The old satyr seemed to have been petrified at the moment he was sucked into the sky above the Grand Canyon. He was frozen mid-shout, his club raised over his head like he was ordering the gym class to drop him and give him fifty. His curly hair stuck up at odd angles. If Piper just concentrated on certain details, the bright orange polo shirt, the wispy goatee, the whistle around his neck, she could imagine Coach Hedge as his good old annoying self. But it was hard to ignore the stubby horns on his head and the fact that he had a fury goat legs, furry goat legs and hooves instead of workout pants and Nikes. Yes, the princess said. I always keep my wares in good condition. We certainly we can certainly barter for the storm spirits and the satyr. A package deal. If we can come to terms, I'll even throw in the vial of healing potion, and you'll go in peace. She gave Piper a shrewd look. That's better than starting unpleasant unpleasantness, isn't it, dear? Don't trust her, warned a voice in her head. If Piper was right about this lady's identity, nobody would be leaving in peace. A fair deal was impossible. It was all a trick. But her friends were looking at her, nodding urgently and mouthing, Say yes! Piper needed more time to think. We can negotiate, she said. Totally, Leo agreed. Name your price. Leo, Piper snapped. The princess chuckled. Name my price? Perhaps not the best haggling strategy, my boy, but at least you know if a thing's value. Freedom is very valuable indeed. You would ask me to release the satyr who attacked my storm spirits, who attacked us, Piper interjected. Her highness shrugged. As I said, my patron patron asks for small favors from time to time. Sending the storm spirits to abduct you? That was one. I can assure you it was nothing personal, and no harm was done, as you came here in the end of your own free will. At any rate, you want the satyr freed, and you want my storm spirits, who are very valuable servants, by the way, so you can hand them over to that tyrant alias. That doesn't seem fair, does it? The price will be high. Piper could see that her friends were ready to offer anything, promise anything. Before they could speak, she played her last card. You're Medea, she said. You helped the original Jason steal the Golden Fleece. You're one of the most evil villains in Greek mythology. Jason and Leo don't trust her. Piper put all the intensity she'd gathered into those words. She was utterly sincere, and it seemed to have some effect. Jason stepped away from the sorceress. Leo scratched his head and looked around like he was coming out of a dream. What were we doing again? Boys! The princess spread her hands in a welcoming gesture. 
Her diamond jewelry glittered, and her painted fingers curled like tipped claws. It's true, I'm Medea, but I'm so misunderstood. Oh, Piper, my dear, you don't know what it was like for women in the old days. We had no power, no leverage. Often, we couldn't even choose our own husbands. But I was different. I chose my own destiny by becoming a sorceress. Is that so wrong? I made a pact with Jason. My, my help to win the fleece in exchange for his love. A fair deal. We, he became a famous hero. Without me, he would have died unknown on the shores of Colchis. Jason, Piper's Jason, scowled. Then, you really did die 3,000 years ago? You came back from the underworld? Death no longer holds me, young hero, Medea said. Thanks to my patron, I'm flesh and blood again. You reformed? Leo blinked like a monster. Medea spread her fingers, and steam hissed from her nails like water splashed on hot iron. You have no idea what's happening, do you, my dears? It is so much worse than the stirring of monsters from Tartarus. My patron knows that giants and monsters are not her greatest servants. I am mortal. I learn from my mistakes. And now that I have returned to the living, I will not be cheated again. Now here is my price for what you ask. Guys, Piper said, the original Jason left Medea because she was crazy and bloodthirsty. Lies, Medea said. On the way back from Colchis, Jason's ship landed at another kingdom, and Jason agreed to dump Medea and marry the king's daughter. After I bore him two children, Medea said, still he broke his promise. I ask you, was that right? Jason and Leo dutifully shook their heads, but Piper wasn't through. It may not have been right, she said, but neither was Medea's revenge. She murdered her old children to get back at Jason. She poisoned his new wife and fled the kingdom. Medea snarled. An, inven an invention to ruin my reputation. The people of Corchus, that unruly mob, killed my children and drove me out. Jason did nothing to protect me. He robbed me of everything. So yes, I sneaked back into the palace and poisoned his lovely new bride. It's only fair, a suitable price. You're insane, Piper said. I am the victim, Medea wailed. I died with my dreams shattered, but no longer. I know now not to trust heroes. When they come asking for treasures, they will pay a heavy price, especially when the one asking is the name of Jason. The fountain turned bright red. Piper drew her dagger, but her hands were shaking so badly she couldn't hold it. Jason, Leo, it's time to go. Now. And that was as far as I'm going to read right now. Thank you guys for listening to me read this chapter. Um, and with that, Isaac, out.